are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a Friday edition. It's been a while. It's almost the season's almost here, and we got the two your two favorite guys, me Eric Garcia Gunderson and Corbin Smith. Ow, ow. Uh, the big dog is here. The big dog, fresh TV TV's Corbin Smith. Yeah, TV please TV star Corbin Smith. TV please. star TV star Corbin show Smith. Show a little show a little goddamn respect, please. Yeah, uh, star guest of blazers outsiders corbin smith a lot of people are saying that i that i'm now the star of the show even though i've been on once and i mean uh, it's hard it's hard to argue that you're not the star of the show yeah at this point me and eric have our video screens up and eric has a picture behind him and you can see the reflection of a uh of a of a ceiling fan in it and it's it's kind of it's kind of unnerving me a little, but it's, other than that, yeah. What were we talking about? Um, well, we were talking about you being on Blazers Outsiders. Yeah, and... yeah, I was on Blazers Outsiders. Finally, yeah, Honestly, I've been trying to get on for months. They've been have they've had everyone but me on. They had Hiken, Gunderson. You've done it, right? No, I haven't. I'm. I've oh, yet, wow. I've, I'm yet so to, I've yet to make it on. Although I did hear uh, Shane say that they would have me on at wow. some point. So wow. on on your show, uh, every every okay okay. So my apologies and thank you also for not threatening to beat me up. Yeah, I, I was did. The, I was I the did, only person that you didn't threaten to beat up. I did threaten to beat Hiken up. There, I you know. Uh, I know. Uh, I remember that. That was he said some he said some things about me I didn't appreciate. So I said that I was going to come to his house and beat him up. Now look. I want to make it. I want to retcon here. I'm not going to beat hiking up. We're not yeah. We don't condone bullying. That's the that's like the Blazers outsiders guy. You know what I mean? Like that sort of angry, rambunctious fellow who's always winking at the camera and writing "call me" and uh, sticking my tongue in between my two fingers. Right. You know that's like that's the Blazers outsiders guy. This is. This is a uh, podcast, Corbin. You know NPR. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eric's in a cabin right now. You Thought, know things yeah, thoughtful like Corbs. Yeah. NPR. Oh Corbs. hey, hey. What if what if Myers Leonard isn't so bad? You know, I'd say things like that. Hmm. hmm. And I'm just gonna like rub my oh. chin a little bit and just oh. yes. Mm. Oh, and then I itch my face a lot and things of that nature. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. To be honest, I have I have not been great about about doing this, but I'm glad that we're back. I, I feel like this is the time now where I'm gonna start getting back into doing this yeah, a lot more. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, just because now the season is almost here, and training camp is like two weeks away, which is crazy. Uh, that it's already almost oh here. My lord, it really is. Yeah, I'm I'm I think the first preseason game is in two is in like 15 days. In Vancouver, BC. Oh, well, yeah. Their Blazers are playing the Raptors, so shout out to all of our Canadian listeners. In uh, Vancouver, BC. Oh no, I don't go out on podcasts. That's not something I do. Uh, uh, cool. Unless, unless, unless you're on Lockdown Blazers, which it's it's. Oh no, I do just... it on taking a break it all the time. Yeah, People yeah. have started uh, ruthlessly, perpetually making fun of me for it. Uh huh. Uh, we had we had a commenter the other day. Uh, get into our mentions when I made a joke that we should take over for Ralph Lawler at the Clippers. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Play yeah the play. yawning would be on brand. Yeah. Although, yeah, I mean, I, we'll do some NBA previews later, like talking about some of the other teams. The Clippers are a weird team because uh, they could, in theory, if there's a bunch of injuries, they could totally make the playoffs. Like, they're, they're going to be like a 40, 41, f- at least 40 win team. Who's the best player on the Clippers right now? Um, probably Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris? Or, huh. Lou, yeah, or Lou Williams. Uh, I, I don't think I agree with you on that one. I think they're going to be pretty bad. They have Boban. 
I do, you know what? I apologize. They do have Pope on. Doc Rivers is also a good coach. Yeah. He's not a good GM, but he's a good coach. It's true. He has he has took some pretty weird squads to the playoffs. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. He, and he, like, last year they weren't that good. Like, they had DeAndre. That was, like, it. But anyway, we got sidetracked on the Clippers. We're here talking about the Blazers. We're excited uh, that the season is, is almost here. Guys are back in Portland. I saw several Portland Trailblazers riding electric scooters uh, <laughs> a couple uh, a couple of days ago. Who 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 who'd you see? Um, you know, I I, I don't want to blow up the spot on, on oh, guys. Okay. You know, All I don't right. want to blow up the spot. I don't want to. I don't know if this violates uh, any contractual things uh but let's say you know that uh we're probably not gonna you know i'm not gonna spill the beans on who they were uh but 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 it was several blazers it was like a team building team outing oh all right all right i think is is kind of the vibe that i got from the group that i saw um so uh and guys are back at the gym already um you know, CJ McCollum has been posting photos from workouts. Myers Leonard's back in Portland. Oh, thank God. Um, and then we're going to talk about the bigs today, uh, which is kind of a weird uh, – it's a weird position for the Blazers, I, I think, because they lost Ed Davis. Um, but they're going to count on some some youth this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll start with uh, the the big man in the middle, uh, the guy who just got paid forty two million dollars. Uh, <laughs> honestly, not that much. I can... No, <laughs> comparatively to a lot of people, um, especially in recent years, it's not that much at all. But uh, Yusuf Nurkic, I think I said this the other day on the Dunked On podcast. I was a guest on the Dunked On podcast, by the way. Go listen to that. Um, but shout out to Dunk Don. I know Corbs uh loves talking about Dunk Don. Oh but, yeah. But I. You well, know, it's not that. It's not that I love it. It's that for some reason I'm in like ten Twitter DMs whose primary topic is Dunk Don. I was, and you know what? I was happy to hopefully be talked about in those DMs. I don't know if I was though. Okay. Oh well, we talk about you anyway. Oh okay. All right. We cool. have cameras in your house. You know we. Okay. Uh, What's Eric wearing today? How does how do how does his body look? You know all the all the various Gunderson topics. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, anyway, I think the season. I think Portland's ceiling is Nurk. Obviously, is Nurk. Yeah, because I yeah. think Damon CJ. You know that makes a lot of sense. They they are. You know, they're, they are who they are. They could probably get a little bit better on the margins. But I think Nurk is the guy that can really make – offensively at least, can really make a leap. I mean, he he was – before the end of the season where he, like, finished pretty well, he was in the bottom 5% among big men in, like, points per shot, according to cleaning the glass. Like, he was so bad at the beginning of the season. And the fact that he – you know, was able to rebound a little bit was a good sign, I think, but you want to see that kind of continue. Uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, he has some decent touch. He has some decent skills, but, uh, but, uh, he definitely has a habit of not going up strong enough at the rim, sort of farting on his finishes, things of that nature. Not, Uh, not, not dunking. Yes. Yeah. The, the man loves to not dunk. Uh, which uh, I mean, uh, you know, say what you will uh, about me, but I love to dunk. Uh, I like to rise up and uh, bang on my enemies. Uh, yeah, he could. Uh, yeah, I. God, it's so weird. Like you hate to be like, ugh. What if he was a little thinner? Then he could get up a little more. But like. Uh, but he was thin last year. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is that you is that I you I, like I I feel like I've done enough body shit, you know. Yeah, I feel like he well, is already like everyone. The, yeah. Sorry, go for it. I feel like he's already reached the point where you know his body shaming trainers have gotten to him to like a point where he is in more than acceptable shape, 
And so, like, that, there might just be a set amount that his knees can bounce in the air on things like that. Like, his biggest offensive problem, I think, is that he is that he has weak finishes around the rim. Do you think that's fair? I absolutely agree. Like, that's his, yeah. that's his worst um, offensive trait is that he definitely just... lay-ins like going for sort of dodgy lay-ins when they should be dunks going for hooks when they should be lay-ins like you know as we say this you know it's true but we do have to point out that factually he did have his best season finishing around the rim last year that he is sh- wild he shot that is six- wild he shot 64 percent within three feet according to basketball reference so it was it was really bad at the start of the year and then it just got a little bit better. Um, you know, his his mid-range sh- shooting was also at a career high where he really messed up and had a really bad year was within 3 to 10 feet in that post-up area. Yeah, those ho- those little those little baby hooks he does. Yeah. Like those are those are some hideous things, dude. Yeah, when he when he dunked, he 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 made it, but the problem was is that he wasn't getting a high percentage of his looks within 3 feet. You know, he wasn't getting Look, looking at previous seasons, he was getting almost 60% of his shots around the basket. And last year, he was getting only 46% of his shots around the basket. So, uh, you know, you'd like to see that number increase. But obviously, uh, you know, part of that is defense. Part of that is them giving those shots up and not allowing as many and part, uh, duck I mean, and part and of it is the is the lineups he has to play with. Like... Neil has done a not great job mm-hmm. uh, creating four out lineups that would complement his skill set. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you can't you can't haul Evan Turner out there and expect the spacing to be optimal for uh, for Nurkic. Uh, he's insanely bad at shooting. Or even uh, sorry, I've started looking at the roster now. Or even uh, Harkless. I mean, Harkless does all right from three points, but he's not. You know. He was great to finish the year, and that's – I mean, we're not talking about the Wings today, but yeah, that is – I actually did a podcast about Harkless specifically a couple weeks ago if you want to go listen to it. But, um, yeah, it, it, the, he's in a tough position where it's – he's not in an easy place to, like, really make easy shots. No. Um, and so – the team's best shooters are its ball handlers, and and even then, McCollum McCollum takes a lot of long twos too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and this isn't and you know and this isn't to slander McCollum in and of himself. Uh, he's he's actually notably good at taking long two pointers, but in so but like half of that is half of the three point revolution is the value of the shots. The three is worth more than two. And that uh, you get more points per possession when you shoot a three than you do a two. But part of it is that it creates more space for everything else that's going on in the court. And if the Blazers are going to have these wings and guards who kind of tend towards, let's say, uh, maybe not always stepping out behind the line or... Uh, you know, or if their best three-point shooter is going to be their primary ball handler, like that's going to be a problem for Nurkic getting to the rim. Yes. Uh, so, I I I think that I am a pretty, I think that among our peers, I'm probably higher on Nurkic than basically all of them. I'll confess, and I feel, and I honestly feel a little weird being like all of Nurkic's problems are somebody else's fault, but, uh. But those, I mean, those three to ten foot shots are hideous. Don't get me wrong; they're heinous. They're all terrible. Yeah, if he if he just maybe just reallocated those attempts and like, you know, either he could get better at them or just shoot less. Like that's yeah. that's the other option. Yeah. I, I talked about that with with Nate Duncan the other day. It's like his usage could also just go down a tiny bit. Like it doesn't. He doesn't have to be a super high usage guy. Um, oh, no. but, but obviously it, it's kind of one of those things too. It's like, you got to give him the ball so he can play the great defense that he does. And, yeah, cause and, that's, the, cause that's the other thing with Nurkic is that he is a very good defender. Uh, excellent. Even the, the backbone of the team's better than I think you would expect defense considering oh, most of the rest of their roster. Uh, well, I, I'm being unfair to Aminu right now, who is 
who is like an all defensive type dude, but like uh, Nurkic is uh, very good at defense, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I wish I had another thing to say about it. He's a very good defender. He cover. He uh, he drops back at the rim really well. He can cover stuff in motion all right. Like I also uh, I also yeah. wonder. You know, you, we talked about Nurkic, and you know, part of Nurkic fever that I think. I personally have forgotten and I think is something to watch this season was part of Nurkic fever was Alan Crabb also had like an amazing finish to the season, shooting the ball well, scoring the ball well. And the Blazers didn't have anybody to replace Crabb last year. They didn't have a guy who defense is respected from three. If Harkless becomes that guy, if Seth Curry can become that guy or Gary Trent. Can we pause for a second? Yeah. People have been saying that about Harkless since the second he got in the league, and I don't think there's any particular reason to think that it will happen. Fair enough. And I think that's why, you know, maybe we see more Jake Lehman, maybe we see more uh, Gary Trent, guys that are, you know, bigger but maybe are more reliable shooters that defenses will respect. Uh, Because, you know, that was also part of what gave Nurkic such a high assist rate. And, you know, his assist rate went down last year, and Portland's three-point rate also was down. So if they... Use yeah, Nurk I mean, to facilitate part... more three pointers. You know that could also help increase his value because he's also a very smart passer. It, it's it really yeah he is a he's you know uh, he's not he's, he's not Jokic but he's a good passer. Yeah he yeah he's not Sabonis or anything but you know he grew up in Europe and they tend to emphasize stuff like that a little more there with their big men they tend to emphasize uh, you know. Uh, whole game stuff. I'm not yeah, tired. Re- tired. Re- reading, uh, re- reading the game and reading situations and like, yeah. ma- you know, being, yeah, playing within that kind of yes, mindset. Yes, he's, mind a, he's a pretty good passer. At, but that like, ugh, God, everything we talk about Nurkic, it just like always sort of leans back into what the broader problems with the roster are. You know what I mean? Like. But like but, he's an yeah. excellent passer. It's a shame that Evan Turner is on the wing. No, yeah, one hundred percent. And you know his minutes were a little bit down last year compared to you know the Nurkic fever stretch, but it was still a career high for a full season, twenty six minutes a game. I think he'll be right around there. But if he you know can average thirty and really you know if 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 things go with the offense the way that I think they hope it will with some increase in three-point shooting and maybe some better spacing. Ugh. I'm just saying, okay. I know, I know. That's the thing. It's just that these acquisitions this year, just they just drive me nuts. Okay. Like Seth like I don't like Seth Curry is an acceptable three-point shooter. He's also insanely tiny and not good at literally anything else. Fair enough. Um, but... and, and I and I yeah. All right. I, and I know, but we'll, we'll talk about the guards another day, but I think the Nurkic question is uh, one that is, is very important. And I think will go a long way in determining the ceiling for the team this season. I'm with that. If he can, if he can, if he can play, you know, 30, 32 minutes a game. Yeah. yeah. If he, if he earns is, that. Yeah. And sort of, and be an all defensive type talent uh, that will be, incredibly that will be the kind of stuff that will make the blazers better than they were last year totally even with a roster that is let's call it worse worse is a good word for it i think okay uh we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back with more talk about the blazers bigs and we're back Oh, yeah, I absolutely do need a new shaving kit. Thank you for reminding me, Eric. Oh, of course, of course. We are, I, you know, the the great advertisers of the Lockdown Podcast Network yeah. just, just keep on giving back uh, to to great people who need it's, good, it's good, like good, not, good when, products like you. When you buy a product or a service that advertises on the Lockdown Network, it's like it's paying you, if you ask me. Basically. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, because we we're giving you free content. Yeah, and and when you use the promo code, then that's even better. Yeah. Oh, God, absolutely. Um, let's, see, let's talk about the next big guy. I think this is a. It kind of is going, I guess, in in order of like a projected role. So we're gonna go Zach Collins, um, mm. a guy who 
is going to be very important. Again, I think I think Portland's bigs have been a sore spot sometimes when they've struggled. Uh, you know, when they had Noah Vonley, you know, that kind of limited their ceiling a little bit. He didn't really play well. And Ed Davis, when he did play, he was great. And mm-hmm. he really elevated the team. And now hey, that... Hey, that, whoa, why, why didn't the Blazers re-sign him? Um, because of the luxury tax, probably. Oh, oh, really? Huh. Well, Ooh, can't pay a guy $4 million because you uh, messed up the tax uh, cap so bad, huh? Isn't yeah, that weird? Yeah, no, it's true. Their oh, financial situation hamstrung them that's without that's without question and um we're gonna need to uh send the people at basketball reference uh a letter that no one calls zach collins zebo yeah no but yeah yeah i'm sorry i was i I was also looking at this and i was going to mention it who is this like a joke i i I don't know i i love we have a lot of names we had z easy because he has the g easy haircut it's uh-huh, very yeah. uh there's there's big bird um let's see it's like the I'm, I'm forgetting some of the other ones but it appears there is a there is a spokane spokansman review from his time at gonzaga where that says that they called him zebo see but we're not in gonzaga anymore yeah, this isn't. What, this look like fucking this, Spokane to yeah, you? Yeah, this is the freaking big leagues, okay? Like, yeah, this pardon is, my language. Yeah, this is the big leagues now. Like, last time I checked, we get to decide the nicknames that we call people, not the people. And I don't care what Gonzaga did. So, uh, Zach Collins, no, I'm not calling you Zebo, uh, but he has a huge, huge. Uh, In this article, I just want to say, yeah, he says. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea why it's Zebo. I just think it sounds better than Zico. Has a little better ring to it, a fun vibe to it. But that's Zach Randolph's nickname. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that is Zach Randolph's nickname. Which I, I, and he's not even wearing. Like it's funny because Swanigan wears number fifty on the Blazers, and yeah. Zach Collins wears thirty three, which is a much more Mark Gasol vibe. Yeah, with yeah, the number or, choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And or, you know, Larry Bird, of course. Any one of the famous basketball whites. 30 33 is there. And Scotty Pippen. Number. Oh, I apologies to Pippen. Apologies to Pippen. Grant Hill. No apologies to Grant Hill. That's fine. Yeah, he went to Duke. Um, feel, yeah. So, Zach going Collins- to Duke doesn't make you white. I want to make this clear. No, 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 no. That's not that's not what we said. He just he went to Duke. That's all we're saying. Um, but he played in 66 games last year. His minutes progressively went up throughout the season. He had some big moments finishing the Oklahoma City game, uh, playing some big minutes down the stretch in the playoffs. And no, he's not Donovan Mitchell, but he proved to be a valuable player i thought he has the raw material of an nba skill set at the very least yes and and 20 so it's it's a he has a great outline like the the outline of his archetype is is very good uh i like a a stretch four who can or five you know or yes or or five in in a i mean can the blazers put together a five out lineup is the only problem but uh In a in a theoretical five out lineup, if they uh, had wings that could shoot, yeah, yeah, yes, that, yeah. In all honesty, if he <laughs> plays with certain, like, you know, I guess that would put Evan at the power forward, uh, Zach at the three, and uh, uh, I, I, I don't know, uh, Swanigan, I, I don't, yeah, Myers, yeah, Myers, Myers, and Myers and Zach, uh, Myers Leonard playing. That's an interesting idea. Okay, we'll get, we'll get to Myers later, but um. Yeah. We've got. That's all anybody's listening for is to hear me say mean things about Myers Leonard. I understand. It's we, we know that the blood the bloodthirsty Blazers fans. All, that's what yeah, they it's want. All anybody, it's all anybody wants. But anyway, we'll um, we'll get to it. Yeah, uh, Myers Leonard guest on this program, by the way. Um, uh, so sorry, no, sorry, I'm... dude. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Zach Collins shot. You know, he only shot thirty one percent from three last year. But uh, I remember one of the games that I actually went to and covered last year, 
uh, was the Heat game, and Collins made kind of a spin move, buzzer-beating three-pointer uh, at the end of that game. And I asked Dame about it if he was surprised. And, and one of the things he said, he said, he's like, I'm not surprised. He said, you know, Terry was kind of joking and laughed about it. But Dame was, you know saying that he wasn't surprised by it because he thinks that Collins's shot is is really smooth and really good. So if that translates to a high percentage and uh you know more volume as well, you know that that could also boost things for the bench which offensively, you know, they've really been reliant on offensive rebounding. They've really been reliant on Ed Davis getting those extra possessions and Maybe Zach Collins isn't going to be able to replicate the offensive rebounding, but maybe he makes it up with an increase in three-point efficiency yeah, for that by, second by unit. Im- improving the spacing for the team. Yeah, uh, and, and maybe maybe that is uh, also could be a weapon. You know, if he can guard fours and 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 maybe they want to go Nurkic and Collins, uh, you know, and go really big sometimes. Maybe that's something that they could do. Uh, but. Obviously, I think this Ed Davis role is really going to fall on Collins. Uh, yeah, hopefully. I, I mean, there's, I mean, you know, when you're uh, projecting a guy's usefulness, uh, there's always a space for Zach Collins comes in and is just not equipped to be a decent NBA player, and he just falls on his face. But the if you are taking the the information points that we have Mm -hmm. it's hard to imagine that uh he isn't going to be at least a contributor this year right so no i agree with you i I think it's i think that's what it'll be different it'll be different than ed davis who is a you know a brilliant offensive rebounder uh also a team leader yeah ed davis efficient around the basket shot 60 percent like i mean i mean you know, these are all things that he did last year that are not easy to replicate or do. Yeah, there's a lot of things. There's, I think, a lot of reasons to be irritated Ed Davis isn't on the team this year. Yeah, um, and I know someone in my mentions joked the other day, I forget who it is, that, you know, the skill set that Ed Davis, you know, brings is kind of one that's out of vogue, but it's still one that most teams use because not every team can be Golden State. You know, like, you look at Cleveland, they've been to the finals four years in a row, and Tristan Thompson is basically Ed Davis. You know, like, they're basically, they form, they function the same way, except Tristan Thompson makes, like, $15 million a year because he has LeBron's agent. And so that's, like, the only real difference between Tristan Thompson and Ed Davis. So teams still need that skill set. It just may not be uh, as featured as it was 10 years ago. And so uh, I think Zach Collins is going to be, you know, be a really interesting guy, how much he has grown his game over the past couple of months and, you know, what impact that has on the Blazers. Um, And so we're going to talk about his next guy. We're going to talk about is his summer league teammate, uh, Caleb Swanigan. Swans! Good old Swanee. Old, Uh, old, the, the Swan Lord. The Swan. Um... 6'8", 250, coming off uh, kind of a, you know, he wasn't very efficient in Summer League, and he had some turnovers. I think some people were a little bit upset with how he played because he wasn't finishing that well, um, and he wasn't shooting. Not big. He's not big, though. It's hard to it's hard to blame him too much. He is not a large man, and he doesn't jump very high. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he can play center in the league today because of how downsized it's gotten, but he's not a traditional center by any means. I mean, he's, he's a forward and it, you know, his lateral quickness, you know, he can't really guard smaller guys. So he's kind of right now kind of has to play the five. I feel like, uh, to really, uh, make an get, impact. Yeah. To, to get on the floor. Uh, and I think Collins and him, if they play together, even though Collins is actually taller than Swanigan, it's going to be I, – I, Swanigan would be the one playing the, the centers just because of the foot speed situation. Uh, yeah, it's – what there. I think there's two ways that I could sit here and talk about Swanigan. 
Uh, one is for a dude who got taken 29th, he has certainly flashed some interesting basketball skills. And, and he, those could translate into NBA usefulness. Right. No, yeah. I mean, he's got, he is a very good passer. He has great border. Yeah. yeah. Good rebounder. Um, you know, he might be a guy if the shots aren't going in one night could be a guy that fills in in that Ed Davis role as kind of a bulldozing guy that goes in there and gets extra possessions. But he also has, he can facilitate from the middle of the floor. He can shoot, uh, you know, posting up. I don't think is going to be his, his bag, but yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's not really anybody's anybody's bag. No, no. LaMarcus is LaMarcus and uh, LeBron, like, you know, like some of the only guys that really post up a lot. KD, you know, there's not a lot of guys that do it that much anymore. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I think Swanigan is a really interesting guy. And I think if anyone's going to really fill the role of an Ed Davis on this team, in at least in the type of style that Ed plays. The type of production that Ed creates, yeah. Uh, with, with rebounding specifically, I think Swanigan is that guy. Um, but but, but even but, but yeah. even then, like that's such a that's like a wild projection. You oh, know it what is because I mean? no no projection system, no like mathematical thing using no. evidence from last year is going to project, and using summer league stats and all that stuff is really going to project Swanigan to have a you know that monster of a year. But he you know in in his offensive rebound rate wasn't even you know that spectacular last year in limited minutes, uh, and so. You know, you hope you hope that he can improve. You hope that some of that efficiency, some of those turnovers, can can clean up a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah it's going to be interesting to see how because this is a big year for him, I think, because he didn't yeah. really earn a spot last year. He spent most of it in the D League or in the G League. So, uh, can we call it the D League just to not promote Gatorade all the time? Yeah, yeah, I'm down to call it the D League. Yeah. It's still oh, the D League. I I don't work. We don't work for the NBA or state TV. You know. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, we can call it the D League, the developmental yeah. league, not the Gatorade League. We're gonna start calling it the Rose Garden again. Yeah. You know what? It is the Rose Garden, by the way. To, yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the state healthcare company. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not Casey Holdall. I'm not. A, I'm not a. I'm not strictured by those uh, limits. You know. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, we're not on the payroll for NBC. You know, we're not. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm not Mike Richmond. Yeah. Or or yeah. Dane Carbaugh. Dane Carbaugh. Or Dane yeah. Delgado. Excuse me. Dane Delgado. Every time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, shout out to all the people that got uh, announced yesterday for the NBC, uh, stuff. Mike Richmond yeah. gonna be writing. Dane Delgado. Jamie Hudson, uh, doing some more stuff over there, and and then you know Dwight James. Blazers uh, Outsiders is going to have Blazers uh, Outsiders more, pre and post some more slots. Yeah. Maybe maybe you'll see your boy Corbin on some of those. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I would love to come on some of those if if, if I'm invited. So, uh, but um, that's gonna. I think we're gonna do it on Swanigan now, and then we're gonna go to Myers Leonard. Um, can, can we pause for a second? Oh, yes. We were talking. You were talking about post ups and how people don't post up anymore. Uh-huh. I've been, uh huh. I've been doing this podcast in search of lost dimes. About old uh, Michael Jordan games. Check premium, it out, Patreon. Pre- premium podcast. Premium podcast. Check it out, patreon.com slash take it or break it. And uh, and a lot of these games, there are so many Luke Longley post-ups that are all the most hideous thing you could possibly imagine. And <laughs> knowing that those exist and are out there has really... Has real? It's really uh, destroyed a lot of the romance of the post up for me. Uh huh. Because they used to just force the dumbest stuff into the most hideous players. Uh, Luke Longley is the worst of them by far. His his entire game's aesthetic is just dog crap. It's terrible. Uh, if you're nostalgic for New- Luke Longley, you need to. You need to think about what you're doing with your life. It is really weird watching games from that time and how intent people were on just jamming the ball as uh, close yeah. to the rim as possible. And they would just bang people. Like, 
the Mark Jackson, he was actually good at it. But, like, yeah. Mark Jackson, you know, like, the way he played where he would literally just back you down for, like, and that was what he did. Yeah, every, he, would just, he would just he would just uh, pulverize you with his giant ass for as long as possible. No, and the same thing with Barkley after a certain point. Like, Barkley, yeah. as he got older, was just like... Barkley, uh, Barkley did other insanely cool stuff. It should be noted. No, but... I'm saying as he got older. Like, when Barkley was younger, he was running the floor and being like a point guard kind of player. You would get the stupidest rebounds. Just the stupidest rebounds, no, Barkley. Barkley was, was cool. Like Barkley ruled. Yeah, Barkley was awesome. Um, But he... Yeah, no, it, it is it is kind of funny where the game has gone. Um, Michael Jordan, I mean, even Michael Jordan himself in his later years, you know, he all of that stuff is basically predicated off. I, I, it should be noted, a turnaround jumper that is awe-inspiringly amazing, but but also just like the you know like these really like grimy, dirty boy post ups that he would throw out there. No, he was he was an incredible post scorer later yeah. in his career. Um, yeah. But it, it it is really funny how the you know as soon as Aldridge, almost as soon, almost almost I would say better than Clyde Drexler Michael Jordan almost almost right almost uh, I think we're gonna take one quick break and we're gonna come back to finish the bigs with Myers Leonard and uh, one sorry of who the, Myers who and the, and one of the later camp invites um, so we'll be right back and we're back uh, here to talk about Myers Leonard. Uh, oh, oh. Everyone's favorite topic. Uh, oh, coming off a year, my veins. Coming, coming off a year where he played in 33 games and averaged only 7.7 minutes per game. Those are career Ooh. lows for Myers. Um, he was efficient offensively in the time he did play. Yeah, really weird. His PER is really. I was doing some. I was doing some sorting. He's uh third on the team and win shares per 48. So that's yeah. weird. I mean, uh, he shot the ball. Well, 42% from three, uh, 59% from the field, but you know, he didn't really play that much. So those stats really don't mean a whole lot. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's been, let's see how many, how many years has it been since the 50, 40, 90 season in, in 20, oh, yeah. 2015 was the 50, 40, 90 season. So he's had three seasons since then, um, entering his fourth season since that really good season that he had playing alongside Ed Davis. And, and he also has a new, uh, a, a new, uh, clothing and lifestyle brand. That's right. ML brand, ML brand, uh, which, which free, you know, you can advertise, Myers, um, on this podcast, we will definitely do some some reads with a promo code. Maybe uh, take it or break it. Might be less willing to do that. No, we're we're, we're taking on. It's a local business, Corbs. Yeah, you know, it's for, for lockdown. Right, Bla- it's for lockdown Blazers. You know, it's right into our wheelhouse. The ML brand. Um, but anyway, uh, Myers coming off. You know, probably his most you know frustrating season. He. Uh, I listened to the Jason Quick podcast uh, with him about how he was trying to adjust to that and trying to be a mentor for Zach Collins and kind of teach him some things that he knows. Um, and you know, how to get I lost on a pick and roll coverage, or <laughs> well, you know, I, I think Myers is a little bit better with that these days, but it's just it's not. I don't think he has the trust of the coaching staff. How to get confused. <laughs> He doesn't have the trust of the coaching staff. I think it's going to have to be a thing what? where what? You know, the coaching staff doesn't that trust Myers Leonard. What? I, I just think it's, you know, unfortunately for him, it's going to take an injury or two. I think for him to find his way onto the floor, unless, um, you know, the work he did this like summer his with Joel like needs to cut himself to prove his devotion to Terry. No, I mean, like if, if, if Nurk has a couple games where he can't play, which Nurk is yeah, known to do or, possible more than possible for for big old nurk who who has uh you know nicks and scratches every time every every couple look, of weeks he's hefty, look he's a hefty boy and he plays he plays a really physical position the way that they let the guys play down there now is it's so ferociously physical you know like those guys are, are getting thrown around and you know myers yeah, it, it, every every game is a uh, is a uh, beatles hangout session when you're a big man in the nba yeah it you really... you are you are beating off down there, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting beaten on. I guess so. Um, but 
you know, I think, you know, Myers is going to, you know, with Ed Davis gone, he is going to have more of an opportunity to play, though. I mean, I know Swanigan was here last year, but it he is going to have – they are going to potentially go to him in stretches, you know, and um, ah. if he performs well, you know, I think that's ultimately good uh, for the Blazers because, you know, that would up his value a little bit. But yeah, I think right- they, maybe they could get off him possibly. Yeah, uh, but we'll see what happens. You know, he's going to be an expiring contract next year, and this past year expiring contracts were kind of a thing. But now, you know, the cap might expand with this whole sports gambling thing. So uh, it may not be as big of a thing. But, you know, his efficiency was up last year. Um, if he is – has another good season that would be great but he didn't have but he didn't have a good season last year no he didn't this has to be noted is that he is that he is functionally unplayable no like yeah okay yeah okay he hasn't yeah he hasn't been playable and it's every every, okay okay let's just go into every conceivable good thing about leonard and spend a quick second disproving why it's good uh theoretically he is a decent three-point shooter except his release is so slow that it's not useful because everybody could just cover him and then he stand and like and then what is he gonna do he's gonna he's not a particularly good passer he's not gonna pass out of it he can't drive on anybody like it's just it, but his release is just like this herky jerky catapult thing so that doesn't work uh he is a uh, i think he's an okay rebounder am i crazy He's not a bad rebounder. He's not a bad rebounder, but even then, I like. He's improved. I, that was one of the th- areas where I thought he kind of struggled. Was he was not a good defensive rebounder early in his career. But and, even then, yeah. the the main one of the main takeaways from the statistical revolution is that bulk rebounding is probably not as useful as we think it is, and that how you contribute to your team rebounding is significantly more important. And there's no particular reason to think Myers Leonard is like contributing to team rebounding. You, like Robin Lopez is basically what you Yes, yeah. Robin Lopez is the all time example of this. Because Robin Lopez basically uh, he's gave like, up every potential, gave up hundreds of potential rebounds because he's a box out artist. Right. And then the team's rebounding was always better when he was on the floor. Yes, of course. Um, so yeah, no Myers. You know, I'm I, I'm not sure. You know, I don't have the data in front of me to to talk about that. And honestly, if we were using last year's numbers, they probably wouldn't be very helpful because he only played he only played in 254 minutes last season, uh, uh, and that's the that that is the lowest of any year that he hasn't had a major injury. He's in pretty good shape, but he doesn't finish around the rim or anything. So it's hard to sit around here and be like, oh, he's bringing so many athletic gifts to the floor. It really kind of seems like he might just be in shape uh, because it looks good on Instagram. I know that's a hideous thing to say about a professional athlete. I understand that. And don't get me wrong. I'm a big fat guy. So uh, who am I to judge? But like – yeah, uh, he doesn't uh, flash any particular unbelievable athletic gifts. Uh, he's a hideous defender, uh, insanely bad. He's seven foot one, but he can't play center. I'll say um, this: th- this is probably extremely homerific and will probably sound very stupid to a lot of you. But I am, I kind of want to see what he looks like in preseason because, like, I no, I'm serious because, like, this is the this is the second year he's worked with Drew Hanlon, who is. Uh, like a very well-regarded skills trainer, and how did that? How did that? How did that play out last year? I just think he getting another year of it, and this year, like I think last year, most of the time I watched the workouts that he did, it was like he was alone a lot of the times, and at least this year he was playing against Joel Embiid. Like, doesn't mean that he's gonna be the you know it doesn't mean he's going to be the starter, but like you imagine it, it would be, how it, it would thoroughly... be I, I would just like to see what the work has gotten him is all that's that's it that's just that's i'm gonna leave it at that look this is all you guys don't have to say say i think myers is gonna be good i I just would like to see what the work has done for him that's all i'm talking about look this is all i'm gonna say about myers leonard working with joel Embiid. uh i am pretty sure that joel scored on him constantly and uh made fun of him a lot and uh, hurt his feelings, and uh, it's not only not going to be helpful, it's going to make him worse, because every time he's going to get the ball, he's going to hear, 
one of a uh, deep voiced uh, basketball monsters, uh, absolutely uh, devastatingly cutting jokes at his expense, running through his head, and he's uh, just going to drop the ball and start crying. Just seems like that's probably the case. But now he's back in the womb, in the bosom of Dame's leadership. You know, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. I don't know. No. I don't know. No. The disease. Okay. The disease goes too deep. I'm sorry. There's. Uh... All right. All right. Well, no. This is. I. I think this is. This is the discussion about Myers Leonard. It's. It's. Is did Joel Embiid ruin him even more? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next in the in the preseason. Um, and, and stuff like that. Cause I, I will know, say, all, here's all... the nice thing I can say about Myers Leonard. I did definitely use open secrets to look up his political contributions. And he, uh, and it appears that he did not give any money to Donald Trump. Hey, you know, I, there you go. We Another got... Myers Leonard did give $20 to Donald Trump. This Myers Leonard was from Illinois, but his middle name started with an H and Myers Leonard's middle name does not start with an H. So I'm pretty sure he didn't give any money to Donald Trump. Although it should be stated that that also means that he is an incredibly wealthy person living in a, uh, liberal metropolitan area who did not give any money to Hillary Clinton, a corporatist Democrat who rich people should be perfectly happy to give money to. And, uh, you know, I'm just saying, uh, you know, uh, just not a good sign. <laughs> okay. You know? All right. Political observations. He specifically give to Donald Trump. That's the best thing I can say about Myers Leonard. Yeah. And also congrats to Myers. I saw he got his number retired by his, uh, high school the other day in his hometown. So that was, uh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm, I'm sure a very cool moment. You're not going to believe it, but a seven, one, uh, guy was a good high school basketball player. God, I am mean. I just can't. You can't help yourself. I I know. But we have one last big man, the last big man on the roster. Um, well, he, we don't even know if he's actually going to be on the team. He's going to be in training camp. Uh, Shinanu Onwaku. Shinanu. Also, also known as the only guy in the league that shoots free throws underhanded. Oh, let's fight. You got look. You gotta hope he's on the team now. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no person on the team I wouldn't cut to get the underhanded free throw guy, which might trigger some people into thinking we're talking about free throw guy, which I've already dealt with. And he is not free throw guy. He is underhanded free throw guy. And that is a difference And language. Language matters. Also, Mr. Onowaku and I share a birthday, November 1st. Um, he was on the, he was on the Rockets uh, for the last two seasons, but barely played at all. Uh-huh. Um, and then was let go. Um, and the Blazers brought him into camp. So I, I don't even care. I, th- there's nobody who I would Dame, Dame. I would be a little upset. Basically anybody else. I, I would, <laughs> I would consider it acceptable. I just want him to get fouled one time in the preseason. Oh, don't. Oh yeah. Just out there. Cause just like, out there. I, cause like, I want to be honest. I mean, it's very unlikely. I mean, maybe he gets a two way though. The Blazers haven't signed any guys on two ways. So oh. um, maybe that's a route. They don't have any two-way guys. So maybe they – because they have uh, Onwaku. They brought in a couple other guys. He's the only other center, though. Last kind of big guy. We're going to do uh, a podcast about guards. We're also going to do a podcast about the wings before the season starts. Um, is there, like, a fourth kind of basketball player that we can, like, make up and say is on the team? Hmm. Let's look at the roster. Guards, wings – we could have like small children like Anthony Simons. Certainly, yeah. Ba- the babies. <laughs> babies. babies. Like, we'll have the babies section with, with Anthony yeah. Simons. Um, and then Cam Oliver is, I don't know anything about him really, but he's going to be in camp. Um, and then Gary Payton, the second, is also going to be in camp. So we'll talk about that later. Um, Corbs, anything else that you want to touch on about the bigs uh, before we wrap this up uh, on this edition of Locked On Blazers? Uh, I think my main takeaway is that, uh, at $40 million, Nurkic is a steal and, uh, any flaws he might have, um, 
should be considered in that light within the context of his other his his the things that he's done well yeah and i think that almost everybody else is at least a little bit unknown or inherently problematic okay all right well um that is i think a fair breakdown i think you know, I, I said what I'm going to say. I said what I was going to say about Zach Collins. You know, I, I'm usually I usually skew more positive in these preseason things than other people do. Uh, one, one more thing I should know. I think most of the Blazers best lineups are going to have Aminu at four. OK, interesting. Well, he's not technically a big, so we didn't yeah. cover him today, but he course, does he, he does big things. Um, but we'll talk about that on the next episode. Yeah, I think he's going to be very important at the four. Um, I think, you know, Harkless could be a, a guy that plays some four. Um, Evan Turner also could be a guy that plays more four, probably should play more four. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Cause, cause at the three, it's been tough. Um, and, and so also at the two and yeah. So yeah. Um, so maybe Evan Turner, not good. Yeah. So maybe Turner plays more big next year. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Blazers. So subscribe, leave us a review. We will be doing more of these as we get closer to the season. Corbin, I'm Corbin A. Smith on Twitter. Listen to Take It or Break It. And read him at The Daily Beast and Vice Deadspin. Willamette Week. Willamette Week. I will I will be doing the Blazers preview for Willamette Week this year. So Nice. Uh, and yeah. check out uh, LeBron Wire, uh, where I'm at. Uh, blogging a lot about LeBron James and the Lakers. I'm sure that none of you will want to read about the Lakers, but maybe if you want to read about LeBron James, come to LeBron Wire. And all right, we're going to be back next week. So have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, Yeah, bye.